Hey there, Vols fans. Welcome to another episode of Tennessee Fan Talk. Had a big weekend in Neyland. Sold out for a non-conference game. Just shows you the excitement that the hype train has brought back to Tennessee and the butt whooping that they gave Akron. Still had a few holes in it. We're going to talk about the Vols, Akron, a little bit about how uh, some of the other teams in the SEC fared out on this episode of Tennessee Fan Talk. Get in here with us. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Vols fans, what an exciting weekend it was all the way around the SEC. Of course, Tennessee taking care of business, 63-6, to hosting Akron in there. Not even a chance. Uh, Tennessee going 3-0 and on the season. Had a balanced game all the way across uh, is from quarter to quarter. There are a couple holes. We'll talk about them. Uh, first... We got to talk about this. If you haven't already, go down below, click that subscribe, that like, that notify. If you already have done that on YouTube, we thank you very much. Head on over to the link tree down below and follow us up social media. Wherever you are, we are, whether that's Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, it's all the same at TN Fan Talk. As always, I'm Brandon Bird. You find me on Instagram at BrandonBirdTN, and today we are without the Duke because Bristol was more important than football. (laughs) (laughs) He picked a good weekend to miss watching a game. Speaking of which, not aired. We got to get onto that right after we introduce our returning guest right next to me here, Mr. Luke the Tito. Awesome. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we would normally call him Florida Homer, but uh, you'll hear his thoughts on what he thinks about Florida coming up when we hit around the SEC. 
Luke. There's a hit. It ain't good. (laughs) (laughs) Glad that you're back with me here, Tito. Yeah, glad to be back, man. So a a untelevised Tennessee game. Here's what gets me. The Youngstown, Young State, whoever the heck uh, um, Kentucky played. Yeah, Youngstown State. They they air that game. I don't get it. But they don't air. It it goes on SEC Network. I had to pay for a – I couldn't watch it at live. Otherwise, I could have seen it via the ESPN app with my uh, subscription service through YouTube TV, um, which is uh, not a paid promotion. Just throw that in there. YouTube, if you want it to be, I'll talk about it every game. Just hit me up. (laughs) 30 cents a suggestion. I'll just sit here. YouTube TV this. YouTube TV that. But because I could not watch it live, there's no such thing as recording it. And so then you have to pay for a ESPN Plus subscription. Absolute stupid. I tell you, if we're going to take just a little sidebar to talk about untelevised games, I mean, how... How is it possible that ESPN Game Day goes to App State? They go to App State, <laughs> and then they don't televise the game to everyone, and it turns out to be the craziest game of the entire weekend. <laughs> like, it is so idiotic to me, the way that, like, I don't understand that entire business model. Like, they should have been the, the they should have been the 11, or whatever time they played, mm-hmm. that should have been the game on ESPN. Like, well, we know we know truly why Tennessee wasn't aired. It's because ESPN hates Tennessee. I mean, it's uh, yeah. There's probably a little bit to do with that. I, just, <laughs> I, I, just, I was blown away, just blown away that they were not televising the App State game when they were there for game day. I mean, I guess normally they, they do. So that's weird. Yeah, I, I just I didn't get it. I thought it was a real slap in the face to App State. Um by not putting them on there because they deserved it. They deserve to be on there and they deserve yep. to get the air time, the national air time. Uh, because I think that it probably would have been the most watched game at that time. And, hey, everyone wants to see going. a little bit of the Boone County, uh, giant killers these days. And yeah. if this was 2024 or 2025, whenever, uh, the expansion is going to occur, of course it's set for the 20, uh, 2026, but they're going to try to move it up. Um, were we in that circumstance? I mean, you're looking at someone with a potential end, depending on how the rest of their season goes, just because of their early success. That's true. Yeah, I just thought it was a real shame. <laughs> so, <laughs> getting back on track, your number 11 ranked balls, uh, which, yeah, we'll talk about rankings a, a little bit further. I still... Uh, Vols are uh, Vols are number twenty to me. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a Vol homer. I'm gonna root for them all the way. These these rankings are. Um, if you want to be ranked eleven after next week, we'll talk. But right now, um, I don't like it. I don't like it. I always I already said sixty three six even game across all the things. Uh, Fifty five overall tackles for that defense. Eleven tackles for loss. That's what we like seeing. That's what we had last year. Fifty two yards on that. Four sacks uh, for twenty five yards, and then the rest of these stats here, which 
is fantastic um, on a couple of them. A couple of them I'm still worried about. 28 first downs for Tennessee, 676 total yards. Just putting it on them. Here's what I don't like seeing, Tito. Six for 13 on third down conversions. Less yeah. than half. Yeah. What happens when they get into SEC play with this kind of number? Well, I mean, it, it, it really. I mean, it just depends. I mean, are we talking about Tennessee playing Florida? Because I think six <laughs> out of thirteen on third down is going to be plenty to beat them. But now, if you're talking, uh, you know, Georgia or even Kentucky, or mm-hmm. you know, you get into a little bit more of the meat of the schedule, yeah, mm-hmm. that could start to to be a problem. But but. Uh, one thing I did see about Tennessee's defense is they seem like they're getting progressively better every yes. single week. Yes. And the fact that they only yes. gave up one third down yes. in that entire game, that's a huge number right there. Yes. Um, um, they only being one for 13 on, on third down. That's, that's a huge plus for that defense. Huge plus. Um, so, you know, I, Tennessee just seems like they're, they're, um, they're they're realizing what their strengths are and their weaknesses are, and they're trying to get better at their weaknesses, and while they're still trying to progress on their strengths. Yes, um, which is, you know, if you're a Tennessee fan, that's I mean, that's all you want to see. I mean, you can't ask for more than that. But uh, you know, the big glaring thing about Tennessee this season that everybody saw was their defense, and you know, everybody's saying, okay, they could score points. You know, they can go to that whole Oklahoma-style their, offense. Their identity is that points. quick offense, right? Exactly. Which, which uh, is so not the case right now. A uh, little worried. You know, we're we're a team that's normally putting it on in the first quarter, and it just has not happened thus far. Now, Ball State, it happened. It looked good. But these last two weeks, the first quarter's not there. And, and Hooker has the jitters, you know, and they even talked about it on the horrible uh, SEC Network Plus uh, commentators. We're talking about, you know, how do we get the jitters out? And and Golish even said, well, Hooker needs to throw some shots downfield to get the jitters out. Some quarterbacks need to get hit to get the jitters out. The overthrow, underthrow, overthrow, underthrow. I mean, thank God he has Tillman who, you know, can come to the ball uh, – like none other. But you get into, like you said, maybe not Florida. <laughs> but when they get into the real SEC schedule uh, the week after that, with uh, or they have their bye week and then uh, LSU. So and so maybe not LSU either. So <laughs> the schedule. I mean, LSU's the kind of, <laughs> the, I mean, LSU is a team that doesn't make any sense. So like, I, maybe maybe Alabama. Maybe by the time they get to Alabama, he can't have this oh, awakening moment in the second quarter because the first quarter Alabama's already put yeah, up thirty. You know exactly. Yeah, they're going to have to find that. They're going to have to hit their stride earlier yeah. if they're going to if they're really going to to push to try to see how good they can really get. Right. Um, come come the time that they lace up against Georgia, if you want to see how good you've really gotten, then you know Georgia's going to be the standard bearer in that. Get Georgia and Alabama those keep two a, games. Keep a tight game. Not. I mean, it'd be, yeah. a win would be great, but a tight game would be yeah, just, satisfiable. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And, you know, I think that that's very possible for Tennessee to do if they, like you said, they hit their stride earlier in the game than what they're doing right now. But they are going to have to get the 
the foot on the gas a little bit faster than right. what they have been doing. Right. The I don't like the fourth down. I mean, great. They they were a hundred percent on fourth downs. Wonderful. We shouldn't be throwing the ball. Should, I mean, I get a fourth and in inches. I get that that is going to happen. It's college football. It's going to happen. You're going to go for it, depending on field position. But having to go for it as much as they are, a little crazy. Uh, don't know if you know this. Through three games, we are 100% in the red zone. That is a Tennessee Damn. unheard of. That's that's a, that's and a and that's, 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 that's points, you know, chances and and points scored. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's a touchdown. But right. in the red zone, we are 100% chances for scores. That's in, that's insane. So for all of you that are going to comment that I'm hating on them and that I don't like um, Hooker or that I don't know what I'm talking about, guys, seriously, think about everything I've said, and then now I'm going to say this. They're great, 100% in the red zone, unheard of, great job. If if there was something in the offseason, something during practice that you're focusing on and that's it, fantastic. Um, that is something that we were horrible at over the past couple years. And so, great increase there. Keep it up with that one. A couple guys uh, limping off the field during this pass. Hopefully, we see a Jabari Small return. Tillman... Uh, you know, slow to get up after um, getting his legs cut out from underneath him twice. Uh, uh, the real one occurred uh, on the rushing touchdown thereby. I think it was White. Um, rushing touchdown, and, and he came in the corner and took the legs out of Tillman, and that you could see him start grabbing him then. So hopefully Tillman's good. He said he was good, um, and a little bit of rest. Of course, he didn't play the rest of the game, I don't believe. But... Uh, you hate to start losing people with a game like Akron. <laughs> it's just yeah. yeah. We got to have as Florida is going to play up there. This is this is their chance. It's their big rival, and so they're going to play up. We got to have everybody healthy. All in all, great win for Tennessee. We are going to step away for just a second. Grab a little ad revenue, so don't skip it. Seriously, just watch the whole thing. It's only thirty seconds. <laughs> help us out and uh, put a little uh, money towards the show there. If you want to help out, uh, check down in that uh, bio um, and check out our PayPal donate link. We'll be back right after this to talk a little about Around the SEC. All right, guys, welcome back. Big, big weekend around the SEC. Of course, we're just going to just touch base on a little bit of it. Kentucky still leading the uh, the SEC with uh, 3-0, and leading the East. I'm sitting here trying to scroll down on my screen. It keeps jumping back. Like, what the <laughs> world's going on? Uh, so in, uh, uh, sitting in ninth overall of the top 25 is that Kentucky. Slow start for Kentucky. Nothing in the first quarter before finally putting up uh, 21 and then and then ending slow. And, and I didn't watch the game, so I don't know if they started putting in uh, third string or if Youngstown started giving them a fit, I'll have to go back and watch that. Nevertheless, a win, 31 nothing for Kentucky. Mizzou uh, <laughs> beats Abilene Christian. 
<laughs> yeah. Things are getting tough in Missouri. Skip that one entirely. The one that's, uh, you know, if the Duke was on here, he always says he's not just a big SEC guy. He's a Tennessee guy, and the rest of the SEC can, you know. But he would say uh, he loves that South Carolina after all the, what is it he says, after all the hype and after all the play and and stuff that they've been getting uh, as far as media attention, Georgia to absolutely spank them. They did. They they absolutely destroyed South Carolina, which I, I really thought South Carolina might actually give them a game. And I watched I watched a lot of that game. Well, until Georgia just yeah, uh, they pulled away so far that it's like it's not the even confidence going that Stetson Bennett has now. I mean, he he does. But but what what I saw um, what I saw in that Georgia defense and people people can act like. Um, they're just as good this year as they were last year. They're not. Rattler, he would, he would just make a he would make three great throws, and then he'd make one that just threw it all away. That's him. I mean, yeah, that, that's him. We I mean, that's said in the preseason, he he, yeah. you know, he, what people think him coming here, he wasn't great where he was. So he's going to all of a sudden be yeah. better under Shane Beamer? No, he's he's a 50% quarterback. If anyone can see it, a Tennessee fan can. We've been watching it for a decade. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't want all the Georgia fans to jump on me and think that I actually thought South Carolina, even if they would have done yeah. that, had a chance to win. I mean, they did. You just thought yeah, maybe Georgia. a little better of a game. Yeah, and from what, from what I saw, like, you know, people keep talking up Georgia, and the way I look at it is like, hey, until they really beat a quality team, right? Like, you right. know, just because they beat up on what might be the, I mean, South Carolina might finish second to last in the East this year, for all we know. <laughs> and you know, just because they went out and took them behind the woodshed doesn't mean <laughs> that Georgia's a great team. And uh, you know, I, I just I saw a lot of opportunities for South Carolina to keep that game close, at least in the first half, that they let just they just let it slip through their fingers. And um, you know, I I want to see the mark of a, a great championship team is when they get challenged, mm-hmm. and and they really step up to the occasion. And Georgia has not been put in that situation all year long. Not yet. So not yet. Not yet. And, and they're not I mean, going to they get it. Be. They're not going to get it next week either because they uh, host Kent State. Oh, uh, yeah. Nick Saban's I mean, alma mater. Yeah, I mean they're going to beat them fifty to nothing. <laughs> Another game that the Duke would uh, love to talk about <laughs> is uh, the the stomping that happened in Jordan Hare. Uh, with Penn State coming to town, absolutely putting it on. Once I saw the score of that, I started Googling, has Brian Harrison been fired yet? <laughs> because he's been questionable since he's been there, and the fans are not going to tolerate much of it. I mean, I still don't know who the hell Brian Harrison is or where the <laughs> hell he came from. And how he got that job is just – so you're telling me that you fire Gus Malzahn for this I mean, that was a top-notch move there, Auburn. Like, uh, I just, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, Gus had his issues, but to, to get rid of Malzahn. Gus, yeah, he's loving life right now, though. He doesn't have the pressure of SEC fan base on his neck, and he's getting a coach uh, yeah, that's and, true. and loving it. Ole Miss absolutely smokes Georgia Tech, which is always lovely. I, I, 
I like it when anyone from ACC just absolute gets whooped. Vanderbilt does what we thought they would do. They go three and one, uh, beating Northern Illinois, <laughs> whomever's. Um, the funny thing is, is we we both I think we both had them at three and one at this. No, nope, nope, nope. You had them two and two. I'm the only one had them three and one, and then we have them to lose out the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I tell you what, I, I take back a lot of the horrible things I said about Vandy in the first I, season. I think I should have bet they look. They look a lot better than what I what I ever thought they would. Now, I mean, is that oh. going to pan out? Probably not. Well, you know where they go next but, week, right? No. Yeah they they go to Tuscaloosa. Oh, well, I mean that's obviously a W for Vandy. <laughs> I mean. Everybody knows Vandy's going to pull out. I mean, they're, Alabama hey, ain't seen a championship. Alabama game. is going to get hurt by someone. I mean, Texas already hurt them, right? That they hurt, yeah. they hurt their pride. They come out with a last second field goal. I think they said that that was the first time under Saban that Alabama has had to win by a last second field goal. Is that crazy? That's that's the it first. That's the first time that that has happened, and it's been. Like the first time in however many years, but um, there's some you know everyone's all all about Bryce Young and he's the blah 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 and he's the greatest and he he's very mobile and he escapes and it's amazing some of the stuff that you see him do and you're like I cannot believe that that just happened or that they got away with or um, some of the throws that he makes while falling down things like that someone is going to be able to get enough pressure on him and start causing interceptions and, and fumbles, you know, just turnovers in general, which the first couple minutes of the game that they were in, we'll, we'll, uh, we're already to that game anyways, is uh, ULM. is They got an interception on him. Now, granted, they intercepted it right back and then ran down and scored and then blocked a punt and scored. And then in the first in the first uh, um 12 minutes of the game, all three sides of Alabama scores. But ULM was actually giving them something for a minute. They were uh, 28 to nothing by the time they hit six minutes remaining in the first quarter, which was uh, greater than that of Tennessee and their first quarter. Mississippi. You, Alabama's biggest issue, and I think everybody can see it right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have a top-tier wide receiver. And when was the last time that you saw an Alabama team that did not have at least one mm-hmm. top, I mean, just stud of a wide receiver? Right. And until Alabama can get one of those freshmen to step up and, and play that Jalen Waddle or Julio Jones mm-hmm. or whatever role that mm-hmm. was over the last decade and a half, they're going to have to get that that guy up. Uh, one of those guys is going to have to step up, or Alabama's going to be in trouble yeah. when it comes yeah, but to playing you, somebody like Georgia. When you got oh, now Georgia, yes, uh, but, yeah, but defensively, when Anderson is putting people uh, yeah. three and out, you know, yeah. <laughs> as much as yeah. he does. Yeah, I'm just talking about Alabama in the championship. Right, like a championship the, run. All these games like, in between uh, doesn't matter. It's when they get. To yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, everybody knows that. Uh, you know, there, there's really not much stuff staying in the way of Alabama or Georgia for the rest of the season. Uh, now, I mean, we might get surprised. I mean, there's always a chance for a surprise. But you know, those two teams are by far the two best in the in the conference right now. 
Brian Kelly uh, with his comeback win against Mississippi State. Uh, we'll see how they end up faring out. The uh, Razorbacks with a win. Hey, the, the Arkansas is leading the West only because Alabama – no one else has played a conference game other than Mississippi State that is now in dead last because of that loss. 3-0 overall, 1-0 in the conference. Um they better they better feel great right there because uh, they're not going to be there long. And um, of course, the U going to Texas A and M. Everyone thought that it would be closer of a game. Yeah, no, it wasn't too far apart, but it wasn't. A and M, you know, A and M's going to come back to regret that App State loss. They they're going to they are now. He didn't start. King did he this game? He, he didn't, and I tell you what, I said this. I said this at the beginning of this season. How he let Zach Gal, uh, Calzado or right. whoever that kid was right. that, that took them right. almost, you know, toe to toe with, uh, you know, that what didn't he beat Alabama? They beat Alabama I mean, last year. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he beat Alabama yeah. last year and took them. I, I don't think they lost a game after, after that. Uh, they lost one. It, it, or, uh, but that kid look went from a completely. Just terrible quarterback to a team, a kid that could actually run an offense, right. and right. and how in the world Jimbo let him go to Auburn, and now this kid's at Auburn, and he's like, "What do I have to do here?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have all like, these guys around me protecting me anymore. I don't yeah, have exactly. receivers that can, you know, step up. I just really have to question Jimbo Fisher's like. You, you just have to question some of the things he does. How you can let a kid like that get away? Doesn't make any sense. You know. We've got one last game to talk about. And this is the luckiest team in college football. And no, it is not Notre Dame. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh watchers, you'll see this. Listeners, I'll tell you what it is. Uh on our screen I have the ability to either show or hide the names in which we have typed in. And um, let's let's if it'll let me if it'll let me show it may be in settings. Here we are, show names. So uh, <laughs> for those listeners, his name, uh, and then I hear it as he's joining in. It says uh, it gives me a, a notification bell. Then it says. Notre Dame is still garbage. Joined. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So that's him. Notre so Dame is, it ever was. Is, is still garbage. But that is not who we're talking about as far as luckiest team in college football. That would have to uh, sit on the shoulders of Florida because it is the final drive. It is less than a minute. The University of South Florida, whatever the Bulls or Vols thingamajiggers that they are, whomever, marching down the field, they have an opportunity to win the game, and they have a bad snap. And they recover it. And then they have an opportunity to tie the game. And then they have a bad snap. <laughs> and Florida walks off the field with a victory. I, I'm telling you, it's going to be a that is sheer yeah, luck. You have a you have a great game, and I get it. 
they're excited. They just got paid to come in here. They're going to beat Florida. <laughs> they're so excited about this. And then it just two in a row. Absolutely crazy. I tell you, even as a Florida homer, I said at the beginning of the year they weren't going to make a bowl game, and I still stand by that statement. Like things are not pretty in Gainesville, and until there, everything is lined on Anthony Richards' shoulders right now. Mm-hmm. And if he gets hurt or he doesn't live up to par, it's going to be a very long season for Florida. And, and he's um, he's still a 500 quarterback. He's, he went 10 for 18. His average is 6.2. He only threw for 112 yards and two picks. Yeah, two picks. Yeah, both of which one was a pick six, I believe, and the other one he threw an interception in the end zone from like his eight yard line or <laughs> 12 yard line or something like that. But yeah, it's uh, things aren't good in Florida right now. No, it's so. Things aren't good at Florida is a great time to leave you guys dangling for the rest of the week. <laughs> this one's dropping on Monday morning. The episode two of this week drops on Thursday. Of course, this past week we got a little behind, and uh, the viewership and listenership was way, way, way down. Like People were like, okay, we're... We've seen enough uh, pre-game videos of Akron. <laughs> so it just completely tanked. So we're going to leave that little uh, drama out there for Thursday. we got a big week again this week in the SEC. Coming up, it's week four already. Already in week four. Uh, some cupcake games, some fantastic games. We'll get to those the second episode of this week. We want to thank you for tuning in to this first one. Remember, social media, wherever you are, we are. We are at TN Fan Talk. We'll catch you later on in the week. Go Vols. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.